0: Called Craig's List. The podcast, Craig's List. The players, Craig and Carla Kakowski. Oh, but what's this? What movie are they covering today? Tucker, The Man and His Dream, 1988, Francis Ford Coppola.
1: Hello <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're under no obligation to talk like me
1: good
0: uh i just thought i'd do an old-timey newsreel sound
1: i know it was really to good to get us send
0: you like that yeah i liked okay. it a lot i
1: felt like i was in a coen brothers movie oh not in a francis ford coppola movie unfortunately
0: <laughs> yeah that's why tilda swinton's in our kitchen right now <laughs> uh yeah uh hi listeners uh it's craig and carla we're about to bark on a five-week road trip
1: we're about to bark on a five-week
0: road trip. <laughs> well, Benny will bark on it. We're embarking on it. Okay?
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, Benny's going on the road <laughs> with us. You it's know, very I exciting.
1: I how people are rolling their eyes when they
0: hear this. Well, they can roll their eyes. You know, this is out there, you know, for public consumption. And there's a vulnerability inherent in making yourself vulnerable to the world. There's a vulnerability <laughs> in making yourself vulnerable. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Okay. This is another early morning record, <laughs> which means we're in maximum punchiness. And, uh, I don't know, but I think it's good for the podcast.
1: I think we should try to do a late night record one time to see what that's like. Yeah. To, so I can fall asleep in front of something besides a television.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so then the public can understand what I go through. <laughs> uh, hi guys. Craigslist. We're back. Uh, today we're covering my 89th favorite movie, Tucker, The Man in His Dream. And I'm here to say that we have a podcast first. Mm-hmm. This is the first movie that we have covered that Carla did not watch all the way through.
1: This is true, but I'm allowed.
0: She, the, the deal is you have to watch at least a third of the movie. Mm-hmm. So we watched the first 37 minutes of Tucker. Yep. And then, uh because Carla was reading <laughs> about the movie and about the man <laughs> and his dream yeah. uh on Wikipedia, she wanted to see the speech at the end, and I obliged her. So we watched about 10 minutes of the end of the movie where Jeff Bridges makes an impassioned speech in front of the jury.
1: Yeah, I think about 18 minutes in, I was like, I think I know how this story goes. Okay. I'm going to confirm it with my wikipedia access and so i looked it up on my phone and as the movie was playing i was reading what was going to happen and then i decided yeah i don't i don't need to see this except for except for the final climactic moment where he really um gives his impassioned speech in Uh front of was that worth it uh yeah i liked i liked the ending (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know, it might have had more emotional impact had you watched the entire movie. Well,
1: here's the truth. I was really bored. Okay. But it wasn't because it was bad. I didn't think it was a bad movie. I just felt like I've seen this movie before. This is a lot like a lot of other movies.
0: What are some of the other movies that it I is you're like? I knew you were going to
1: ask me that. And I've been so busy. <laughs> I just taught 24 hours of improv, 26 hours of improv in the okay. last three days. So, I'm not prepared at all to answer okay. that question, but it feels kind of like, um, you know, uh, the underdog sure. who is up against the big evil
0: corporation. Yeah. yeah. And
1: like, uh, you know,
0: the system.
1: Right. And succeeds at the end, not by nature of like actually winning, but just by nature of being a good person and having morals and being an ethical <laughs> human being.
0: The little guy who fights big industry. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I'll be honest, like, uh, it just felt like that movie and I knew it was going to happen and there wasn't anything unique to what w- what I was seeing. And actually hmm. um, I got a little annoyed with some of the performances. So oh. I was like, I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> no, that's I know okay. you love this movie. That's okay. We'll I'm get happy in- for you. We'll I get- want you to enjoy things in life. We'll
0: get into some of the specificity of <laughs> what you didn't like. Uh, Is it like the, uh, the Greg Kinnear movie where he invents intermittent wipers?
1: I don't know what that is, but it sounds exactly like that. Uh, you know what is? Uh, oh no, that's not right. Never mind. I was gonna say that this is like a movie, and it's not at all. So never mind.
0: No, you got to know. No. Get it out there. What's
1: that Matt Damon movie? Um, by the guy. Okay. Can you edit all this out? <laughs>
0: <laughs> by Steven Soderbergh.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Except in that movie, he's a turd, which is what makes it funny. Uh-huh. Right?
0: Yeah. The uh the uh the, the impo- informant. The informant. The informant. Yeah, he's the informant. Yeah. Exclamation point.
1: Yeah, so that's like the little guy who goes up against the big corporation, but he's <laughs> He's a dick. <laughs> he's a dick. And <laughs> yeah. it's so and funny. He's insane. <laughs> and he's insane. And uh and I love Matt Damon and Melanie Linsky is so great in that.
0: Yeah. Well that's maybe one we have to rewatch. Yeah. Then. A lot of our friends are in it playing straight because uh, Soderbergh cast comedians all around Damon, who's giving a comedic performance, and all the comedians are playing straight in it.
1: Yeah. I forget who's in it, but I believe you.
0: I but believe it, Paul F. Tompkins is Oh. It? Brian Gallivan, Josh Funk.
1: Josh Funk. That's right.
0: A lot of people we know. Uh, but let's, we're, you know, we're not here to talk about the informants. <sighs> okay. We're here to talk about Tucker.
1: Yep. Colon. The man in his dream.
0: Tucker Colon. The man in his dream. And uh, this is the story of Preston Tucker. He was an independent automaker in uh, the 1940s who took on the big three. In Detroit. In Detroit. You know who the big three are? Ford. Yep.
1: Honda. <laughs> Just kidding. I know that's a foreign car. Uh, I honestly don't. Ford is one of them. Yep. Who else? Chrysler. Chrysler. And Mercedes Benz.
0: Nope, that's German. Uh, General Motors. General GM. Motors, GM. of course. They're the big three. And, uh, they have so much power and clout that they're able to block Preston Touch, Tucker. <laughs> Preston Toucher. Preston <laughs> Toucher. Preston Toucher was the porn <laughs> version of, <laughs> of this movie. <laughs> Toucher, the man in his cream.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Good one.
0: So, uh, More of that, please. <laughs> we uh that is gonna be a new feature where we'll we will do the porn title for uh <laughs> each movie on Craigslist. <laughs> uh no, the big three did not like Mr. Tucker and his innovations uh because he was building a car from the future, which had safety features. Cars did not have safety features, right. seat belts. Uh Tucker had the the pop-out windshield. Uh he had Headlights that turned with the wheel, yeah uh, to light up the direction you were turning in,
1: I thought actually that part was really interesting that it that the car from the future was just actually a car that would make sure that not as many people died right,
0: <laughs> but it would cost them too much to put in safety features, so they didn't want to do it. It was only you know when there was a, a public outcry that they uh, took in some of tucker's innovations uh so the the movie is. First of all, this movie is the answer to the question, what's the fifth best Francis Ford Coppola movie? Okay. Or at least I think it is. So
1: are there four more Francis Ford Coppola movies on your list?
0: Oh, yes, there are. Oh,
1: my God. (laughs) Okay, good.
0: Francis Ford Coppola has kind of four uh, unimpeachable masterpieces that he made consecutively in the 1970s. Godfather 1, Godfather
1: 2, Godfather 3.
0: No, (laughs) not Godfather 3. These movies all came out in the 70s.
1: Apocalypse Now. That's one. And I don't know what the fourth would be.
0: It came out in 1974. It stars
1: Gene Hackman. Is oh, it- the, um, the conversation. The
0: conversation.
1: Yeah. That's a great movie.
0: That is a great movie. So they're all, you know, Oscar nominated.
1: Uh- I forgot that I saw that movie until we talked about Dog Day Afternoon. And then I remembered it.
0: <laughs> There's Benny. Hi, Benny. Um, so, you know, what's the fifth best one? Is it? Rom Stoker's Dracula?
1: Yes. I love that movie. You like Dracula? (laughs) Yes. That's a great movie. I forgot about that one. That's with Francis, uh, Francis Ford. That's with, um.
0: Totally with Francis Ford. Uh, with Winona Ryder. Gary Oldman. Yeah. Keanu Reeves.
1: Keanu Reeves. Or Dangerously, no, not Dangerously A Sounds. What's the, what's the period piece he did with Michelle Pfeiffer? Nope. I'm making up. Oh, you're thinking of
0: The Age of Innocence? Yeah. That's, uh, Martin Scorsese. Oh, right.
1: I confuse those guys.
0: Uh, could be the outsiders
1: Oh yeah I love the outsiders Sure it
0: could be Peggy Sue got married I
1: love Peggy Sue <laughs> got married I love that movie Okay so Tucker
0: would be a little further down your personal list yeah. of Coppola movies maybe Uh but this is a movie that I just kind of saw when it came out Craig's first Craig's first time 1988 this movie was released I think I saw it in the theaters on the day it came out And uh I think it was because I was a Coppola fan having seen the Godfather movies and Apocalypse Now. And there was a good review in the Washington Post, which in reading up on it, there was a quote from uh, Desson Howe, who was my local reviewer in the Washington Post, uh, praising the movie. And I must have read his review and be like, I'm going to go see that movie. Uh, I, I think I was probably on summer break from uh, after my first year of college.
1: I love that you're just, I can imagine Craig sitting at home reading the paper, <laughs> being like, I'm going to go see this movie.
0: Putting the paper down <laughs> and driving to Springfield, Virginia. Hey. Uh and I I think I'm pretty sure I saw it by myself and uh I just loved it right away. And this movie got fairly good reviews. It also had got three Oscar nominations, but it certainly lost money. It was another in a line of uh flops that Coppola directed. And uh it doesn't have much of a critical reputation now. People don't talk about it very much. Mm-mm. And people that have tried to win over to it, uh, have not been won over.
1: <laughs> Who else have you tried to win over? Well,
0: uh, I used to have a podcast called Trading Movies with Maria Blasucci and Amanda oh, yeah. Lund. And this is one of the movies that we covered on there. Oh, really? So I made Maria watch this movie. What did she
1: say about it? She did
0: not care for it.
1: Really? She, did think, she say why?
0: I think she gave it a C. I don't, I think she was bored.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It.
0: Uh, so.
1: What did Amanda say? She probably didn't watch it. She
0: did not watch it. She (laughs) did not have to watch the movies. (laughs) But she would weigh in with whatever she thought the movie was. So, uh, I'm not sure what she thought. Uh, but I, you know, I'm definitely in the minority of thinking that Tucker is a classic, but you know, sometimes there there just needs to be a movie that you kind of adopt to make your own, you know. It's not even a guilty pleasure because it's a well-made movie, I think, but Mm -hmm. for, a lot of people it's just way in the background of a movie that maybe you kinda of remember, maybe you don't, maybe you had mm-hmm. no interest in seeing it. Uh but I think I'm the only one championing championing mm-hmm. the legacy of Tucker, the man in his dream. Uh it features a great lead performance by Jeff Bridges.
1: Yeah. Jeff Bridges is always great.
0: And I think at the time I saw this movie I'd only ever seen him in one movie. Oh really? Uh because I had not seen, for some reason, I never saw Tron when oh, I was a kid. Oh, I did. Though I played the video game Tron many times, and I had Tron on in television.
1: Tron scared me. I remember seeing it in the library. Like they did a screening at the library. <laughs> at the library, okay. And I was like, maybe five, and I was like, what is happening? In I only movie. I need to go back and watch it again.
0: I only saw it maybe six or seven years ago for the first time. And the effects are pretty cool for nineteen eighty-two, hmm. I have to say. So I didn't know him from that. I definitely kind of knew you know, I feel like against all odds, I always saw that Phil Collins video. But <laughs> I never saw the movie and still have never seen it. And Starman I only watched recently too, which he was Oscar nominated for. So I've never I, seen that. I kind of had a vague idea of him as an actor. The only movie I'd actually seen him in was King Kong. The 1976 Dino De Laurentiis, King Kong, with him and Jessica Lange.
1: I wonder if I knew who he was when this movie came out. Probably not.
0: You would have been eight years old. Yeah. Had you seen Tron?
1: Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know that I would have known that that was the actor from Tron. I don't know if I took in information in that kind of way. (laughs) I think at that time, everybody was real in the movies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Everybody was real. (laughs) They were the characters they were playing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. (laughs) Hey, I get it. (laughs) Um, Also in this movie, Joan Allen plays his wife. Uh, Yeah. Christian Slater plays his son. Yep. Uh, Elias Koteas, one of my favorite actors, uh, plays one of the guys who works for him. Frederick Forrest, a regular in Coppola movies, also Mm -hmm. on his crew. And uh, the money man uh, who finances – uh Tucker played by Martin Landau in a great performance. He was Oscar nominated for this movie.
1: Good for you, Martin. But he won for the other one. He the won, Tim Burton movie. He
0: won for Ed Wood. He was yeah. nominated uh for this and he was nominated the next year for Crimes and Misdemeanors. Oh yeah. Uh so it was a good run of performances by Mr. Landau.
1: I think Crimes and Misdemeanors is on your list, isn't it?
0: Maybe. Yeah. And uh and a great cameo by Dean Stockwell. Fresh off his triumph uh, from Blue Velvet, oh, uh, and he played uh, Howard Hughes in this movie. Oh, I
1: didn't see that part, huh? Yeah,
0: that's probably the best scene in the movie is when he goes Aww. to uh, to get steel from uh, from Howard Hughes.
1: We should watch that part.
0: <laughs> well, I already returned the movie.
1: Aww.
0: This is one of the few movies that uh, I do not personally own, so I had to uh, order
1: because it's not that great. <laughs>
0: I to order the dvd from netflix yeah. yes i still have a netflix dvd subscription you
1: do you get those all the time
0: as well as an instant viewing though i'm cutting it back to two two at a time we were doing three at a time so we're saving a little money we're gonna do two at a time good now. to know okay.
1: i can get more coffee i can buy <laughs> yes, more coffee
0: that's another coffee a week for carla <laughs> uh this movie is also a co-production with mr george lucas
1: wow yeah. i'm not surprised
0: they're old buds. They're old buddies, Francis and George, and Spielberg. And oh yeah, way back those way guys. Back when. And uh, this is a movie that Coppola had wanted to make as far back as the early seventies, and some of the people that he had meant to cast as Tucker in earlier versions were Marlon Brando, oh, Burt Reynolds, yeah, Jack Nicholson, yep. Uh, but I think there's something about Jeff Bridges' performance in this, that he's, he's kind of like one of those relentlessly, like, upbeat, uh, guys with a dream, uh, to the point where, like, if you're in his family of, like, he's a little annoying. Right. <laughs> as I think people who are innovators and dreamers are because they're so, like, Tireless, and they don't stop pursuing their thing, which is what makes them great. But it also makes them hard to be around.
1: He's really like Jeff Bridges, just as an actor, is very likable.
0: Yeah, it (laughs) it makes it palatable. It might have been a little darker with Nicholson or Brando in the lead.
1: Might have been a little more crazy seeming.
0: Yeah. Uh, You want to get into some Carlos quotes? I can't wait. Well, you know, you didn't watch the whole movie, but. We'll cover the things that you did see. Um, the, uh, well, the, the reason I open up with a newsreel is I think the movie has, uh, so many like directorial flourishes and, and there's an artificiality to it that's intentional uh-huh. on Coppola's part. So it kind of opens with, uh, the credits seem like it's a promotional film, uh, promoting Tucker, which is based on an actual promotional film that that Tucker did in the late forties, which I watched on YouTube. Uh huh. Uh, and so a lot of the, the movie is kind of framed as if it's one long promotional film, though they drop that conceit and bring it back every now and then. Uh, but the first real scene of the movie, uh, after they kind of finished the newsreel is Tucker kind of pulls up to his house, uh, with, uh, with like seven Dalmatians. <laughs> In the back seat. So it shows of like, oh, this guy is, uh, this guy is a rebel. You know, he doesn't play by any rules. He's got seven Dalmatians with him that his family didn't count on him bringing home. Uh, so Carla said, that's way too many Dalmatians. They can be very aggressive. (laughs)
1: They can. That's the problem with Dalmatians is that people buy Dalmatians for their kids because they think of 101 Dalmatians and how much their kids are going to love them. And Dalmatians aren't very kid friendly.
0: They need a lot of exercise. They
1: need a lot of exercise like Weimaraners.
0: And and (laughs) Greyhounds. They got to run.
1: They got to run.
0: And they got to work. They got to work. They got to work for the police department. Also, I think think they get
1: sick really easily and die young.
0: Sure. Like all pure breeds. (laughs) Get a mutt, ladies and gentlemen. Go
1: to your local shelter. Go to
0: your local shelter. Get a mutt.
1: Los Angeles shelters are overflowing right now. Please go to the LA shelter and pick out your new friend. <laughs> I'm being serious. <laughs>
0: okay. Great. And uh I think – at some point, he kind of barks orders, uh, to his wife, to his kids, to everyone. There's a bunch of soldiers there for some reason, including Dan O'Connor, uh, improv friend of mine, who when I posted that, uh, this was our next movie, uh, Dan replied on Facebook, uh, that was my first, uh, sag job and sure is he's one of the soldiers weird. that's there at Tucker's house, uh, at the beginning. So that
1: was It's cool. so weird to know people in movies.
0: Sure. <laughs> uh, so that was cool to see you, Dan, in that. And uh but after he barks orders, Carla said, "Do my bidding. I am a car maker." <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, at one point, <laughs> I don't
1: Carla that at all.
0: <laughs> well, it's right here. It's not a quote from the movie. It's a Carla's That's quote. That's
1: so funny. <laughs> Do my bidding. I am a car maker. That yeah. is really funny.
0: Um, are you are you impressed sometimes by the things you say during these movies? Yeah. Yeah, and are are you embarrassed sometimes too?
1: Yeah. I'm equal. So it runs both. runs the gamut. Yep. Uh,
0: and some of them you just have no memory of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was one of them.
0: Um, I think sometimes you kind of uh, you return to a state of just like pure id. You know? it's <laughs> like uh, your mouth, your brain sends things to your mouth, or <laughs> somehow, somehow yeah, something how works. Yeah, something bypasses your memory mm-hmm. and your emotions uh, come right out of your mouth.
1: Totally. Um, Well, I'm a lady. That's how women are. (laughs)
0: That's how women are. Uh, (laughs) At one point, you accidentally uh, bumped your nose. Oh, yeah. And uh, you said, oh, I forgot I had a nose ring. (laughs) (laughs) Ouchie. Carla got a nose ring this week.
1: (sighs) A nose piercing. A nose piercing. Yeah.
0: You got a stud in there. A
1: stud. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. I think it looks cool, but nobody's noticed, (laughs) which is upsetting because it makes me think they – like do they think I have a mole on my nose?
0: So friends uh casual friends acquaintances <laughs> if you see carla in real life compliment her on her nose ring she's she's waiting for her first non-husband compliment yeah
1: on uh once ring. i'm like hey guys don't you notice something different about my face then people are like oh did you get a nose ring people think that i already had one yeah that has been the the feedback they were like oh i thought you had that already
0: cuz you're that edgy <laughs> and alternative <laughs> Yeah, people think of you that or way. Or they're just so. trying to make me feel better. <laughs> um,
1: and they're like, I thought that was a giant sit."
0: <laughs> I think one of the things that disturbed Carla about this movie, uh, his eldest daughter, played by Nina Shumosko,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um Carla kept asking questions about her character. <laughs> and she's like, who is, is, she, who is she? Is she a daughter? Like, what's going on? Uh, and you're like, uh, why are they flirting with each other? Yeah. Referring to her and Christian Slater. I'm like, they're not flirting with each
1: other. They're brother and sister. No, they're totally flirting with each other. It's so weird. <laughs> There's one point when she like does this like over the shoulder thing to him and like, Teases him and he laughs. And then at another point, (laughs) she's sitting on his lap at the dinner table. And she's not like a seven year old, she's like 17. Sure. It's so weird.
0: At one point, Martin Lando comes to visit and she's like, Uncle Abe. And she like jumps up and uh, straddles him.
1: Yes. (laughs) It's so weird.
0: So who knows?
1: And he's like, whoa. <laughs> Boner.
0: Is there, no. Is there supposed to be a subtext that she's sexually precocious because it's never. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's just a choice by the actress. or a choice behavior. by behavior. Uh, you know, it was a different era back then. Nope. Things were not, more, I don't buy things it. Things were more innocent.
1: I think it was Francis Ford Coppola being like, you know, go for it.
0: Uh, it's another like Coppola trademark is like the big crazy family, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I think, oh, by the way, Uh-oh. when we did our preview and last episode, we kind of, we joked about two things. Uh, I you're like, remember. oh, is Sophia in it? And she's totally in it. Oh, is There's she? a cameo by Sophia Coppola. Uh when he's doing promotional appearances around the country oh. later, uh he's like he's he's got a couple of ladies arm in arm with him, and one is Sophia Coppola, two okay. years before her triumph in The Godfather Part Three. And uh and then you're like, uh oh, is there coppola wine? And it and there totally is. Are <laughs> you serious? <laughs> At one, one point, uh when they're having dinner, there's a bottle of coppola wine, uh Rubicon wine on the table.
1: How weird.
0: So yeah, don't don't Ever count FSC, FFC short <laughs> in terms of promoting his own family wow. or his own brand? Um, Weird. And then at the end of that first scene, uh, he's like, who wants ice cream? And they all go out for ice cream. <laughs> and you said, everybody except the maid. <laughs> they have a black maid played by Patty Austin. Yeah. Uh, who had a number one hit with Baby Come to Me with James Ingram. Can you sing that? Baby, come to me. Let me do 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 hold you next to me.
1: Yeah, I know that song. Yeah,
0: only five years after that song, she was playing a maid in Tucker. Oh, sad. But she doesn't get to have ice cream with the rest of the family. Nope. Because that's I was just the time back then.
1: Yeah, he's like everybody in the car for ice cream, and then the maid just waving from the porch. Also, she's wearing high heels the whole time. Is she there? Strange.
0: Ice cream parlors, of course, were segregated back then in Ypsilanti, Michigan. No, I don't know Just
1: in case everyone forgot that there was segregation.
0: Uh, During a Big Tucker speech, you said, So far this movie is just him talking and everybody else smiling and nodding. (laughs)
1: It's so true he's like here's what we're gonna do we're gonna get ice cream we're gonna have fun we're gonna love each other we're gonna make some cars and everybody's just standing around him in like uh in like a horseshoe and they're just like uh-huh and <laughs> nodding and smiling and just amazed by his brain
0: and he keeps singing hold that tiger too
1: oh yeah that was weird
0: and then, uh, he drives by going real fast in one of his cars, and you see the cops just kind of like shake their head of like, oh, oh that Tucker. Tucker. And you said, ah, oh, it's just Tucker and his dream. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause he's speeding. And they don't, isn't this the movie where, am I confusing it with something else we recently saw, where they go after him at first? Cause they're like, this guy's speeding. And they go after him, but then he like keeps going and they're just like, Oh boy. There I think Tucker. that's
0: yeah, I think that's what happened. Yeah. So weird. Cuz later there's a thing where he intentionally leads them on a uh, speed chase so he can promote the car. Uh oh. because he knows if he gets arrested for uh speeding uh because you know people are saying that the car doesn't work and so he can say like no, the car goes 100 miles an
1: hour. Right, right.
0: right. Um you were very excited to recognize uh Elias Coteus uh from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Which I have not seen any of those movies, the old ones or the new well, ones.
1: Well, at your sister's birthday party the other night, Akiva tried to show a trailer for Teenage That's Mutant Ninja right. Turtles, and it was like right after we watched this movie, and I got <laughs> real excited. But then the trailer—it
0: was backwards and upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow it had been spliced in there wrong. Yeah, because uh, we were watching The Princess Bride on film.
1: Yeah, film, in a, ladies off and off gentlemen. A projector.
0: Yeah, and there was a, uh, a promotional reel for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja, and Ninja I was Turtles.
1: Like, oh! Elias Kosala, whatever his name is. And then it was it it was really fast and really loud and upside down.
0: <laughs> he I I I've always paid attention to him because you ever see some kind of wonderful?
1: Uh I've never seen that. The John movie. Hughes
0: movie. It's basically the exact same plot as Pretty and Pink with the genders reversed and the oh. ending different.
1: Oh. They don't end up together.
0: They do end up together. Well, she doesn't end up with Ducky in Pretty in Pink, right?
1: Right. She ends up with who she's supposed to end up with in Pretty in Pink. Well. This is like the argument of the times.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, me watching the movie, I identify with Ducky. So, well, like, that's He who,
1: seems, you know, like he would prefer men.
0: Probably. Okay. Well, that's, you know, 30 years ago, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> now it's probably obvious but in some kind of wonderful he ends up with his uh butch nerdy friend
1: <laughs> oh i probably would like that yeah. oh is that the one with ali sheedy nope
0: it's mary stuart masterson and leah thompson are the girls oh leah thompson anyway and he ends up with leah thompson he ends up with mary stuart masterson
1: oh she's the butch she's one? the
0: friend she's a drummer what oh. yeah anyway i love that movie <laughs> I loved that movie. Uh, and, uh, there's a skinhead in it played by Elias Coteus. And, uh, I just re- really remembered him and I'm like, this guy looks like a young Robert De Niro. Uh, and this this was the next movie I saw him and he's so completely different. And he's completely different in every role that he he's plays. He's also
1: in that movie with Denzel Washington, isn't he? Where the, where the bad spirit jumps from person to person.
0: Oh, I don't know that movie.
1: Oh, I don't know it either. <laughs> Uh, I forget what it's called. Ricochet it called? or something? No, shoot. Okay. God, this is such a terrible podcast. I'm sorry.
0: No, it's a great podcast.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I don't know the movie you're talking about. I haven't seen it.
1: Yeah, I'll think of it. Okay. Okay, keep going. Deja Vu? No. Okay.
0: I, I'm just listing off some Denzel Washington movies that I haven't seen. Uh, let's get back to Carlos quotes. Oh, boy. <laughs> Um, There's one point where they're talking about going to Chicago Just like Chicago They've got all these great department stores And saying it to the the daughter and the uh, mother And you're like yeah Because that's all women are good for Shopping
1: (laughs) This is the only scene that we've seen with two women Or any woman saying anything (laughs) That doesn't have something to do with Tucker And it's the mother being like Don't worry We're going to go shopping in this giant department store Sweetheart
0: You're saying this movie does not pass the Bechdel test It does not Okay
1: Maybe that's why I didn't like it that much. Mm. Maybe why I I found it a little boring.
0: Uh, You missed a great scene with Joan Allen because the board of directors uh, of his own company is trying to ruin him because they have ties to the big three. Mm -hmm. And so they send him on uh, a promotional tour around the country uh, to get him out of town. And they start making all these changes to the plans and they don't make the car to the specifications that he wanted it two and so joan allen goes into the board to confront them uh and they're like mrs tucker oh what a surprise well (laughs) you uh let me get you in touch with my wife and she can set up a dinner and she's like cut the shit boys let's talk about this car you know so you would have enjoyed that scene
1: so that's why she took the role that's what you're saying
0: probably for for that that scene scene. where she gets a
1: stick up for her husband
0: yeah joan allen's played a lot of kind of uh Thankless wife roles.
1: <laughs> I'm not a yeah. I'm not really into Joan Allen that much. I do like. Well, oh, oh, what? I just realized that movie where she's the vice president. Jeff Bridges is the president.
0: Yeah, it's the Contender. They work together in that movie. I was about too. to say
1: I really liked that movie.
0: They've got that Tucker chemistry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool.
0: Yeah, that movie's a little over the top, but the performances are really good.
1: Well, I like it. the the thing. Well, okay the thing that I like about that movie is that all of that stuff gets brought up about her past, you know, and how, yes. you know, um, and I think they do a great job of her being like, I don't need to talk about that. It's none of their business. Yeah. You know, it, I think it has a nice theme of like, yeah, they- I don't want to talk politics. What yeah. are we doing? It's the day before election oh, day. Oh God. Yes, that's
0: right. <laughs> this is our last podcast before potentially the world ends.
1: Oh God.
0: Um, so, uh, that's me knocking on our wooden table.
1: My aunt and uncle won't stop texting me about Trump.
0: Uh, what are they saying?
1: How much he's going to win. No, they're <laughs> gloating. Yeah. They're gloating in advance. Oh, that's so gross. Oh,
0: that is gross. Looking uh,
1: for a new aunt and uncle.
0: <laughs> Let's put it out there. <laughs> Anybody wants to adopt Carla as a niece. <laughs> um, yeah. And the contender of the whole thing is that, that she was in a gangbang in college. Right. Right. Yes. right. Um. Oh, at one point, this is about maybe 18 minutes in the movie, you said to me, buddy, this is not good so far. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's exactly what I picked up the phone, I think.
0: <laughs> yep. You also said, what was his car called? And I said, the Tucker. And you said, this isn't going to end well. Because <laughs> you're like, I've never heard of the Tucker.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's when I was like, oh, he doesn't really win. I don't want to see this movie. <laughs>
0: And then you said he died, right? Uh people die.
1: Uh, oh, but he died like seven he, years after this.
0: He died young. Yeah, he died of uh, lung of pneumonia. Oh. Uh, yeah, pneumonia brought on by lung cancer. Yeah, Ugh. about seven years after the trial depicted at the end of the movie. Um,
1: oh, my legs <laughs> sleep. <Ow. laughs>
0: okay, move your leg around. Get some feeling back Ow. into it. You okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did that happen? Um there's a great scene where they uh they go to see the Michigan senator because they need to get his approval but of course he's in the pocket uh of Detroit um uh, you know because they're the the big industry in his town so he's not going to help this independent guy uh but uh he's played by Lloyd Bridges Jeff Bridges dad Yeah uh so that's a fun cameo and uh he kind of like talks around uh, the whole situation and kind of like they do like a, a classic Aaron Sorkin walk and talk. Uh, and then at the end he kind of says something chilling to him. Um, the big three should be indicted for manslaughter, huh? uh-huh. which is something that uh, Tucker had said earlier and you said, "Uh Oh, is he one of the big three? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't paying attention.
0: And then Carla wanted to cut ahead, uh, because she, she was on her phone for a while. I didn't know what she was doing. And she's like, how much longer do I have to watch it? I'm like, you've watched 37 minutes. That's enough. And she's like, okay, can we cut ahead? Because I already read how it ends. <laughs> so let me take you through some of the scenes that you missed.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: yeah, the Howard Hughes scene is really great. You know, there's been some classic portrayals of Howard Hughes.
1: Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo
0: DiCaprio in The Aviator um jason robards and melvin and howard mm. and uh it's it's only like a five minute scene with dean stockwell but it's really uh kind of creepy and fun and he's like standing in the shadows and basically the big three blocked tucker from getting any steel but uh howard hughes hated the government and been screwed right. over by the big three as well so he's like i'm gonna give you some steel uh and that's how they made the cars that's
1: so cool uh,
0: with help from howard hughes yeah, you miss the scene where Joan Allen goes to uh, speak up for her husband. Um, there's a fun, like, uh, you see him recording a radio ad complete with a Foley artist. Huh. Um, oh, Homer Ferguson, I think, is the character of uh, Alan Alda from The Aviator. Uh, because uh, Howard Hughes mentions him, right? That's the senator who is, like, uh, specifically... Uh, Trying to screw over Howard Hughes. That was a really
1: long movie.
0: There's a cameo by Father Guido Sarducci. Do you know who that that is? No. (laughs) A very like 70s, 80s reference. Father Guido Sarducci (laughs) was a stand-up comedian character played by Don Novello, who was a writer for SNL. And he used to do this character on Weekend Updates. Mm. Uh, And he was a Catholic priest, but he was like a cool priest who like smoked – And,
1: uh. Why is he in this movie? Well,
0: he's not, Don Novello is in this movie playing a character. He plays a documentary filmmaker who is shooting the, uh, the Tucker promotional film. So all that kind of stuff is, is fun. Um, there's a great scene where, uh, the feds, uh, come in to, um, grab all of their tax files and everything because he's, uh, he's going to court for, uh, stock fraud is what, okay. what he was, uh, arrested for. Um, but he's looking at the morning paper and it says, Tucker arrested when he hasn't been yet. Oh, wow. And then they come in to invade the office and grab all his papers. He's like, oh, this there's a hell of a newspaper. I only want to prints the news before it happens
1: <laughs>
0: because it was, a, it was a done deal, you know, because of the corruption. Right. Um, and I just love this movie because of all uh, the artificiality of it. And there's some really cool shots. Like there's one where he stands up from the kitchen table and walks right into the factory. And you're like, how the fuck did they do that? Oh, like, yeah. That's... That was cool. And uh, you like the costumes. I love costumes the costumes. were Oscar yeah. nominated. The art direction was Oscar nominated as well. Um, and a few times in this movie, they do uh, practical split screen. Which is something that we do in drunk history when we have two phone calls side by side. Yeah. We literally put up a board between the two people. You don't, yeah, I mean, you can shoot the phone calls separately and right. then splice them together. Uh, but there's a few times where you can clearly see that the other person is just on the other side of a wall. Uh, or there's one shot where Joan Allen's in the foreground while he's in the background. And I think that's not um a, a fact i think it literally is just her standing up in the foreground oh funny uh and so they, they kind of use some camera tricks like that that are really fun
1: that they would have used if they were making that movie at the time of the movie maybe maybe
0: and i'm just a sucker for a great courtroom speech and mm-hmm. so uh i love his impassioned speech to the jury at the end There's a couple of things that are hokey about it, which is like the four men is like, let him talk. Let him talk. And the judge tries to shut him down. And at the end, there's a big round of applause from the people in the courtroom. I don't know if that happened or not. Uh, So, Carla, why? You know
1: what my favorite courtroom scene is?
0: Sure. No, I don't.
1: From the television um, show, The Night Of. Oh, yeah. With John Turturro.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: He has a great courtroom speech in that. Absolutely. I would like wasn't totally on board with that show until he gave that speech. And then I was like way in
0: the last episode really turned things around. Yeah. For you. Yeah, yeah. Me too. It was a great finale. Yeah. Uh, but there's a few other movies on Craigslist that will have courtroom scenes or are centered around trial. You can't
1: handle the truth.
0: That's not in there. That should be. <laughs> no, that's a great one. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's like the most famous one, right?
0: <laughs> that's, that's up there. Yeah. You know what I've definitely. never
1: seen is the jury movie.
0: The p- The jury movie?
1: The play, 12 Angry Men.
0: Oh, well, Carla, you'll get a chance very soon within the next few weeks to see that movie. Is there
1: a courtroom speech in that one?
0: Well, they're actually you don't see the yeah, you only see brief glimpses of the courtroom. They're in the jury room for the whole movie. Oh.
1: I actually am embarrassed that I never saw that play. Okay, moving on.
0: Uh, it's a good one. I think you'll like it actually, though it's all men. It's 12 Angry Men. Uh, so I think that the lack of a feminine voice in this movie was part of what made you tune out.
1: Maybe. That doesn't – that's not to say that I don't like movies about men. (laughs) Sure. But it's just like if I've already seen this type of movie, if I already understand where it's going, and then on top of that, there's just nothing to – I don't know – relate to. (laughs) I, I get bored easily, I think.
0: Uh You did ask me if I have any movies on my list with a woman in the lead.
1: Yeah. I don't think you do. I do. Oh, no. I know you do. Hannah and Her Sisters.
0: Sure. That's one.
1: Annie Hall. They're probably all Woody Allen movies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A lot of them are. But yeah, there's not as many, but there are definitely some.
1: Okay. So. So. Do you want me to give it a grade?
0: What would you give this movie, Carla, would, based on watching about 47 minutes?
1: Give it a C minus. For what? Um, for couldn't really get into it. <laughs> 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 um, and then the minus would be for all of the minutes that I missed in the film. <laughs>
0: okay. So you're you're giving yourself a minus.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, let's see if I have any other odds and ends I want to get to. Um, okay. <laughs> he's meeting with all these, uh, safety or transportation officials and, uh, he's showing them, uh, a slideshow of people getting in horrific car accidents. <laughs> and before that, he's like, Serve roast beef, make it rare.
1: Oh, yeah. I liked that scene.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you see them all just like losing their lunch, you know, because they're eating this bloody roast beef while watching uh, these bloody, uh, so he's trying to
1: get the them to, um, give him the space to build these cars, right? The government
0: shock them into like yeah. realizing that cars need seat belts. So he and shows them all features. of these yeah.
1: film clips of people in accidents and like bloody and all over the car and stuff and they're eating roast beef. So yeah. it makes them sick to their stomach. <laughs> yeah. I get it. It was good. That that was a good scene.
0: And I just love uh Jeff Bridges is, is kind of like he's got like this childlike wonder and bravado, but also like the disbelief of anyone Challenging him, uh-huh. you know, of like he just won't take no for an answer. Uh, and so when when people like start to bring up concerns or difficulties of like you just see on his face of just like it's not just not registering, yeah. registering with him. I
1: think that's called a crazy person. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I think you know again of like there's something monomaniacal, uh, about you know people with dreams.
1: Yeah. Well, on that note, I gotta get some stuff done today, so. <laughs> wow.
0: We're ending it there. Uh, we, we've gotta do a scene though. Oh of yeah. Of course. Gotta what do a little khaki we theater.
1: Well, um, since there's no women in this film.
0: Well, there sure are women. <laughs> there's the maid. There's I'll, the, I'll play a guy. There's the sexual daughter. Uh, I, I think I'd like to do this. Yeah. Um, because you did not get to, to see that scene with the board and Joan Allen. Uh I think I would like to know what you think it was in your mind. So I'll okay. play
1: And she's going to the 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 big three board?
0: No, this is the board of uh the people who work for the Tucker Automobile Company, but they're all people who are kind of working against Tucker. They're screwing him over while he's out of town. Uh and they're not doing they're not doing the rear engine, which is something he wanted. Yeah. They're not doing the safety features uh because in signing over control to this guy, they actually ceded away some of their rights, you know, so it, it's a big scene later, uh, where he's like, can, can he do that? And, uh, and Martin Lando's like, hey, it's in your contract. It's the only way we could have got it on. You know?
1: Okay. I'll do it. I don't totally understand it, but I'll do it.
0: Yeah. So it, it's basically, um, one of the things is that the car was supposed to be uh, royal blue because that was the color of her wedding dress or something like that or the first dress that he saw her in or something okay. like that. <laughs>
1: Let's do it.
0: But all you need to know is you're coming in to confront these guys uh, because they're not making the car that your husband wanted to make.
1: And you're playing multiple people.
0: I'm just going to play the, uh, the chairman of the board.
1: Okay, great. Excuse me, chairman of the board. Mrs. Tucker here.
0: <laughs> well, Mrs. Tucker, what do what we owe this surprise to? Oh,
1: don't act all charming around me, sir. Well, I know what you've been up to. You've been undermining my gorgeous husband.
0: Well, he's not that gorgeous. He's very
1: he? good looking and he's very charming. <laughs> and sure, he seems a little dumb, uh, a little uh, crazy. But you know what? He's got a nice voice.
0: Well, Mrs. Tucker, maybe you should talk to Gail, my secretary, and you girls can catch oh. up.
1: Oh, well, no. Actually, I'm already friends with Gail, and we went shopping yesterday. But today is a new day, and today's the day that I'm here to talk to you, sir.
0: Oh, shopping. There's so many good shopping centers in here in Chicago. Tr-
1: don't you dare try to distract me right now. I'm the going shopping right after I leave here. All right? So shopping will be taken care of today as well. Marshall the meantime, Field I- has
0: great frango mints. Stop trying to
1: distract me. What was I hear for again? Uh, cars. That's right. Cars.
0: Well, we were just talking about the car as we speak. Uh, I don't know what the problem is.
1: Oh, oh well, I know what the problem is. You are not listening to my husband. My husband wants a rear engine. He wants an oil change. He wants <laughs> uh, someone to fix the, the belt in the engine. And he wants all those things and he wants it to be royal blue.
0: We... The oil change is royal blue? All of it. Look,
1: it. look, look, it's my favorite color, and my husband does what I like because I'm the one that he comes to sleep with at night.
0: Look, I don't want to get into that, but look, we we can't do all these features. It's too much. It's too expensive. Well, we don't have it in the budget.
1: Yes, you certainly do have it in the budget. When we signed on to do this project together, you said we have X amount of money, and now you're saying you don't have enough money. And well, that I just said,
0: I said X. I, I left it that vague.
1: Listen here. X can
0: stand for any number.
1: Stop interrupting me. Do not interrupt me. Now, I'm leaning in right now. You better listen to me. Are you making eye contact with me? Look at me.
0: Okay. Look at me. I'm looking at you. Look in
1: my eyes, not at my breasts.
0: Well, they're, they're very spectacular.
1: Well, thank you. Nonetheless, you must do what I say. And what I say is to put in a rear engine, make the car royal blue, and make sure everybody has an oil change before the cars leave the lot.
0: Okay, Mrs. Tucker.
1: Well, thank you very much. And now um uh if you'll excuse me, I have some shopping to do.
0: Yeah. That's exactly what that scene was.
1: That's the most that that woman's ever said in her entire life.
0: <laughs> it all came pouring out. Uh great job, Carla. That uh, was very accurate. Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh what's next? What's next?
1: What's next?
0: You know, you confuse Mr. Coppola and Mr. Scorsese, the line might get blurred even more because we're doing a Martin Scorsese movie next. Great. This is a 1982 movie, uh, and it's entitled The King of Comedy.
1: Great. Have you seen you seen it? Nope.
0: What do you know about it?
1: Is it Robert De Niro in it?
0: Robert De Niro's in it?
1: That's all I know about it.
0: That's all you know. Oh, okay. wait.
1: Also, is this the one with Sandra Bernhard?
0: Sandra Bernhard's is definitely in it.
1: Oh, I've seen part of this. Okay. I kind of remember her freaking out.
0: Yep. She does that a lot in this movie. But I
1: don't think I've seen the whole thing.
0: Cool. And we're going to have a special guest for this episode.
1: Ooh.
0: And uh, we promised you this man a few weeks ago and we were not able to deliver. And that was our fault, not his fault. <laughs> Uh, no, I
1: think it was his fault.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he double scheduled. You know, it uh, little bit for me. You know, little from column A, little from column B. Uh, but we've got Ben Acker.
1: Yay, ben Acker. Uh, ben Acker. Ben Acker. Our ben Acker. good friend
0: and uh, the creator of Thrilling Adventure Hour along with his partner, Ben Blacker. Ben
1: Blacker.
0: Uh, we'll have Ben Blacker on a future episode, but uh, this episode we're going to have Ben Acker. He, to my knowledge, had never seen King of Comedy, so I think uh, he's watching it now, maybe as we speak. We might cover a little Blue Velvet, too.
1: We're not talking about Blue Velvet.
0: <laughs> he insists that he wants to. Because I don't want to. We made him watch it because we thought that was the episode <sighs> he would be doing.
1: But that's not our fault. I don't want to talk about Blue Velvet anymore.
0: Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, so please join us next week on <laughs> Craig's List. for with our special guest, Ben Acker, where we'll talk about King of Comedy.
1: And not Blue Velvet. And
0: also Blue Velvet. We'll see you then. The list is an absolute good. The list is life.